Hello, everybody. Randy and I are here. This is Jenny talking to you. I'm so we're so excited that you're here this week. We have the best conversation. We've been talking for a few days about this and are so excited to get on here and have this conversation with you. Last night, we had our first night of Mad Money. And I mean, we're just like reveling in what has already happened in there. It's just absolutely going to be it already is incredible, but like from the first drop of the last night to fast forward the whole five weeks, I cannot even believe what is going to happen in these women's lives. Like the ability to change the situation that you are in is like next level. There's so much potential and cre creativity that is happening already. Like it's going to be so freaking mind-blowing. There's nothing that is off limits in that class. It's so good. I know. And I was actually already listening to it this morning, listening to the replay, thinking about all of the things like that the women were even saying in there and being like, oh my gosh, we can go into that and we can go into that and we can go into that and we can go into that even on top of like all of what we've already, you know, thought we were going to, we were going to talk about and what we were going to guide these women through. And it's just so there's really no end to the depth of what is possible for like transformation and flipping inside out the experience from really one complete extreme to another. Yeah. 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 I mean, I felt like I was up like in and out of sleep all night, like already getting so many more downloads of the next class and the next one and all of the things that we're going to continue to explore and talk about. And for the women to have the ability to talk face to face and find these programs that are running their lives subconsciously, unconsciously, like it's the most freeing experience ever. It's so fun to be involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, so one so of the main programs that we want to talk about today that, that we had, Jenny and I had already started talking about this, what, a couple of days before, like, as we were still posting as in preparing for mad money and I'll let you tell the story, but then it came up last night with one of the women in the group and all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, it's everywhere. And that's the thing that we love about this idea of working in the subject of money is because you have to interact with it so frequently. There's so many exchanges in the energy throughout your day with money and having to make decisions and being faced with yourself and your programming and your choices and your ability to create and consciousness and unconsciousness. So it's so, it's just such a great catalyst for like transformation with money and beyond because the programming is typically in more than one spot. Yes, definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah. We were having a conversation and as you're saying, like, I'll let you tell the story. I'm like, what is the story again? I can't even remember these things move so fast through us, but basically we were having this conversation over the last couple of days and um, through you know, starting to talk about mad money and putting things out there on social media, 
the vibe behind what we're doing is so intense and there is like this massive pull and attraction to these subjects right and like the ability to create internally and be a uh, source of power that pulls in the experience that you desire that other people are desiring and want to be a part of it was like becoming really apparent how powerful that is and there was this point in myself where I had could see the energy swirling and the attraction starting in the pull. And in my past, in my human programming, human code programming, the thought in my mind was like, is this, is this even okay? Like, is this okay to do this? Like, could I get in trouble? Is this bad? Am I a bad person? Am I a bad girl? Am I, is this right? Or is this wrong? And I know like on the overall picture of it, that it is not right or wrong and it is not bad or good. It is exactly how energy worked. Every single one of us is capable of creation and is capable of pulling in the experiences that we truly, truly desire to have based on our own personal power and our own magnetics and our own attraction. But when you tap into that and you feel the power source in a way that you haven't felt in a while, it triggers something inside of your survival system of the red alerts of being like, is that even okay? Like, is it even okay to be this powerful? Right? Is it, you know? And so you have to make those decisions and decide. And it was so cool because you and I were talking about this and we were talking about it in the most exciting way because we know when these thoughts come to our mind and when these patterns show up, they are not like personal attacks against us or that we have something to work through. It's a very freeing experience. It's, it's the next level of freedom for us that there are these hidden networks and programs that have been programmed by default through society, consciousness, the way we grew up, and this is for every single person, past experiences. Um, it's just the way we gather data. And so when they come up and those questions are asked, we get to reconfirm the actual truth and dismantle the programming instantaneously for it to come up is like so freeing. And so I thought it was so incredible that we were going to this next place. It was the first time that we were, we were, um, isolating a subject and starting to speak about it in a way that we haven't before and it only made sense that there are things that are programmed into next level new level new experiences new places deeper connection and so for us it was like this is amazing this is happening we are really going deep into our own evolution and our own power yes and there is an unfolding that happens, right? So in the beginning of working with us or in the beginning of working in your own origination, you are facing a lot of the survival programming and you're, you're working your way out of this matter of life and death experience, right? And it feels like it's a dismantling and an ending of a lot of conditional relationships to life and the way that you operate. It's a lot of dying to the moment to become something new. And then you get to, and it's highly activating and it, it really 
can feel thrilling and exciting and terrifying and all of these things at once. And then you come to this place where much of that program has like, and the things that held you hostage and um, ran your system, right? Like, so instead of you running life, life was running you, right? Money's running you, relationships are running you, powerlessness is running you, your boss is running you. All of these things are like, you are reacting to what life is throwing at you instead of like being connected to your internal power source and creating your life experience. And so you come to this place where it's almost like a place of neutrality, where suddenly like nothing really rattles you. You have the strong back, you have like the ability to like handle yourself. You know what you're made of, you trust yourself. And then there's this like, well, what's then what? Right. Because there's one thing to be backed into a corner and have no choice but to like dig yourself out. But what if you just want to decide and you want to create a quality of life or an experience and you don't have to and you don't need it? Then what? Is that even okay? (laughs) Right. So you, you start to like realize very quickly in this space between what we have become, what we have come to realize is creation for the sake of the experience and designing and curating a quality of life just because I'm going to, and just because it's my choice and just because it's my decision and just because I can is like this next level threshold of having to face, I guess, a deeper version of the old programming that brings you through much quicker, but it's, it's a very different, different experience. And in order to design the quality of life that you desire and to live in a place of pleasure and desire and driven by like your senses and the beauty and connection to yourself and things that don't matter or aren't needed in a form of like survival, you can't have to do it. So, so you are responsible for the creation in a different way. I feel like I'm having a hard time describing what I'm thinking right now in it but is that making sense? Yeah. I mean, to me it is, I'll just like go further in it and, and I probably will just end up repeating exactly what you said, but <laughs> it's like in the human code, we're so programmed to have to make decisions based on a circumstance or a, a need. Right. And so when there is no circumstances anymore, nothing circumstantial, and there are no actual needs, you know that all of your needs are met and that there is no matter of life and death in these decisions anymore. It's for a while very easy to think that you are creating out of your power source, out of your desire, but most people are actually creating out of need and out of conditions because it's the thing they think that they will need or want or they don't have a choice. And so when those are not part of your existence anymore there is no real need and there are no real conditional choices because you know you get to create for the sake of creating and every single thing is available for you 
all of the time, no resources run out, all of, all of, all of that, then it's like, if you don't move forward in actual creation, you start living in this like ghost version of survival that doesn't even exist. It's like, you're so trained to have to back yourself into a corner or you have to only experience something if it's out of need or if it's gonna bring you something you think that you need to experience. Um, that it's, it's like, if you don't move forward and consciously create out of desire, you get stuck in these loops of this like almost make-believe world. So you get to this place where you think that you're doing one thing, but you're actually doing another. And that's where we're at at this, at this place. Like we don't, our survival systems are resets. Like our central nervous systems do not hold a lot of charge anymore. And so if you can just have anything and create anything, then you have to become aware of that there's a source inside of you that is the well of that information. And most of us don't know ourselves well enough to find out where that place even exists because we've never actually had to turn inward and find the desire place inside of us that holds the knowledge of the things that we just desire because we desire them for pure pleasure and enjoyment and joy and satisfaction apart from anything we've experienced based on our need and conditions and survival. And so there's this whole nother system that's like waiting to be tapped into that has never left you and is there for you instantaneously that we're starting to um, purposely get to create from, which is very freaking powerful very powerful. And so it makes absolute sense that it would go along with the programming for most people and why most people can't get all the way into that place because there's this threshold of the human code programming of is it even okay to explore this part of myself? Is this even okay to create? Is this even okay to be this powerful? And last night in Mad Money, one, you know, we and I have been talking about this programming and one of the women in Mad Money realized that every single thing that she does in her life is she has no, not necessarily a problem um, making the decision to do it or accepting it, but it's like the aftermath of what happens after that decision is made or after that creation appears. Is it okay is like one of the main patterns that steals the experience of the powerfulness of the powerful creator that you truly are. And we all want to create these things, but if it's programmed with that, it's impossible to experience them and like hold on to that experience all the way through to the other side of it. It's like an interruption. And when I say impossible, I mean, in that programming, it is very possible to get out of that programming, which we are well aware of. Right. So in her case, what, what was happening is she's like, has the ability to receive money. She has the ability to have money come to her, to have gifts of money, to have large sums of money. But every time she receives something in the form of money, it's followed with, oh, is this okay? 
Is it okay that I have it? Is it okay that somebody gave it to me? Is it okay that it's this much? Is it okay that I want to use it for this? Is it okay that, you know, like that I spent it? Is it okay that I, of what I'm doing with it? And this need to like, this programming of okay is woven into this like immature childlike little girl energy of like, I could possibly get in trouble and be like punished or like, it's the system of wanting to be rewarded. Oh, I got the money, but is it okay? Like, you know, I got, I got this, but is it okay? I bought this, but is it okay? I wear this, but is it okay? I like this, but is that okay? And this like deep seated attachment that we have to being little girls in our own life, looking for permission to have a voice, looking for permission to have desires, looking for permission to, you know, do all of these things because we don't want to get in trouble and we don't want anyone to be mad at us under the programming. I'm saying, you know, these are what keep us operating in a certain certain way as these fears of getting into trouble. Um, having somebody be mad at us, those types of things. And for her to have realized that, and then she was going to spend some time digging deeper into like where all the places that I wonder if it's okay. Is it okay to even be me? Is it okay? Like yesterday, so talking about money and talking about creation and talking about power and connecting to your own power and desire. I mean, there's an aspect of power and desire and creation, right. That is part of sexuality. Like, how do you create, you know, like if you think about biology and you think about design of the human being, right. Our source of creation to procreate is through sex and through our sexual desire and pleasure. And we're so shut down in our system. Women have no idea if pleasure is even okay in sex or in anything, you know, like you deny yourself pleasure in a fucking brownie because you don't even know if that's okay. You know, like you deny yourself pleasure when you think you would love to just put some fresh flowers in your bedroom, or you'd love a new duvet color cover, but you don't need it because the other one is still functional. But there's an aspect of being a woman that has zero function. Like it's not about purpose and function. And at the same time, we, through the programming, hustle for our worth and our value and our production and our functionality and our purposefulness and our usefulness. And it is, goes against our natural state. And we have been so cut off from our feelings and our emotions and tried to play out a system that we weren't necessarily created to live in. And we're disconnected from the essence of who we truly are as a creator. Like you think about a womb, you think about making a baby, you think about making something out of nothing creation in its rawest form. Like that is part of what makes up a woman, what makes a woman, a woman. And we have cut ourselves off to hustle and grind and work hard and be useful and be productive. And none of that is a true representation of who we are. And then we feel completely disconnected from ourselves, which only reinforces that sense of worthy unworthiness, which only causes us to work harder. And we don't know what to do with that. And then we were presented with the opportunity to actually choose and think about desire and creation. We are terrified of it. 
so yesterday I'm at Trader Joe's and I have been intentionally working with this sensation, this feeling of turn on and power inside my body and playing with the energy and in my body. And that was something for a long time that was very terrifying to me. Any sort of sensation in my physical body was like abort mission, abort mission. There's a lot (laughs) of things that I do not want to know are going on in that system. And just like, I'd rather feel nothing than something that might be scary or might be terrifying or might not be okay. Or might get me into trouble or, you know, I mean, just think about like what even society tells you a girl about sex. Like, well, don't you just, just don't get yourself pregnant. Like don't get yourself into any trouble. Like just keep your legs crossed. Don't think about what's going on down there. And just like, don't get yourself into trouble basically. So like if anything's happening there, you're like, holy shit, I might get myself into trouble here. So having to like face the programming, this is going in a different direction than I expected. (laughs) Having to face the programming and consciously be like, what is my capacity to experience pleasure and joy in my life? Why do I want to shut that down? Why do I want to abandon that right in the middle of the most intimate, beautiful moment with my husband or with my children or, you know, immersed in a conversation? Why do I want to pick a fight? and shut this feeling down? Why do I want to tune out and like get on my phone? Everyone's in the family laughing, living room, dying laughing. And I'm thinking, how can I get out of this joy and intimacy? And where is it bumping up against too much vulnerability and too much like raw emotion that has been stored in my body or that has been programmed from the past? So I've been really tuned into this idea and feeling and sensation of pleasure in all forms of life. So I'm at Trader Joe's yesterday and I knew that I wanted to buy flowers, like fresh flowers provide so much pleasure for me. I I enjoy them. I enjoy the way they look. I enjoy the way they smell. I enjoy putting them together. I enjoy just having them around me. I have some in my bedroom right now. I have some in my um, dining room. And I mean, even just walking past them, I found the roses that smelled the most fragrant and I can smell them just walking from one room to another. So I knew I was going to buy flowers and I knew that, um, I was going to get pumpkins for the girls to carve. And I was super excited about that. And I was getting ready to go, um, to the store. And I was like, what would feel really good to wear? And I'm like, I have these kind of reddish orange high heels and I just freaking love them. They've been like this shoe for me. My since I've had them, like the longer I have them, the more that I love them. And I'm like, I'm just going to put on my little ripped jeans and I'm wearing those damn shoes. And I have this furry, um, cream colored kind of, it reminds me of like a JLo kind of jacket. And so I put that on just to go pick up pumpkins. Is that the one that you wore in Texas? No, what is this one made out of? I mean, that one's like an attraction magnet. Like, I just need to feel you. I just need to touch you. I just. It it, it actually wasn't that one. It's the winter version of that one, basically. But the same exact thing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So I'm just like picking out my flowers. I'm doing all my things, and I'm I I go to the end of the store, and I'm about to get into the line. And all of a sudden, like, I mean, there's like, I don't know, eight or nine checkouts open, you know, or like people are at, but all of a sudden there are these two men working who are next to each other and they're both open and they both start like buying for me to come to them. They're like, 
come to me. And the other guy's like, no, come to me. No, come to me. No, come to me. And they're like kind of joking back and forth, but they're like soliciting me near them. So I end up going to the left towards the older gentleman and the younger gentleman comes over and says, I'm going to bag your groceries for you. You're getting the VIP service. And they're talking to me and they're talking to me about my flowers. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. And then the jacket comes up and the younger man says, oh, I love that jacket. I just want to touch it. It looks so soft and cozy and warm. And I'm like, oh yes, thank you. And I'm watching these men like fawn over themselves to like bag my groceries and tell me, you know, all of these things. And I'm instantly, I'm like, okay, is that okay? Is that okay? That I intentionally chose to activate and turn on this power source within me and it is causing chaos around me and it's activating these men to want to provide for me and create an experience for me and spend time with me and just feel like good in my presence is that even okay and it's just so fascinating how this is playing out in just a million avenues yeah because it's not like you intentionally like i'm going to tap into this place inside of myself and feel this this like energy source and turn on inside of myself and and basically light myself up light myself on fire ignite my energy mm-hmm. you didn't do it for anything except for the experience of yourself in that energy it's not like you're like I'm gonna do this so these men when I go to the store fall all over themselves I'm gonna do this so I can receive whatever it's like no I actually have the ability to experience myself feeling a certain way lit up so if I know how to light myself up then I am lit up which means I am seen and there are there is something about me that is happening. It's drawing attention. It's drawing attention from people. It's drawing attention from energetics. It's drawing attention and attraction, pulling in experiences and things. So if I'm not invisible anymore and people notice me, energy notices me, is this okay? This is very powerful. Like, oh my God, I'm used to being invisible I'm used to like have having no you know swirl of an energy that's not swirling I'm, I'm very safe in a still place and an unnoticeable place based on the human code programming of past experiences I mean even thinking about as a woman if a man's coming up and saying like oh my gosh can I touch your jacket for you to enjoy that experience is something different because a lot of times it would feel like you're violating my space or, oh no, something bad's going to happen to me. If a woman is lit up and a man notices men, you know, in the human code can be dangerous based on everything that's going out, going on in the world right now and going on in the past, like programming of sexual assault and all of these things. And knowing that you're perfectly safe being lit up to the full potential of energetics of your own personal power is freaking revolutionary. Right. Yes. And there's two things that I want to say about it. One, first of all, I'm totally laughing because I'm thinking about when I was in New York and that guy said, Oh I was, my God. And I was like, 
Oh my gosh, you guys, seriously, we're in New York, we're in this line to get into a comedy club, and this man walks next by us and looks directly at Randy and says, you have really beautiful eyes, and Randy doesn't hear what he says, and her instant reaction is to make a face that's really scary and hiss at him. <laughs> like a cat and the guy was so surprised terrified like <laughs> his body went from like into her like going you're so your eyes are so beautiful and leaning really in to like what the mother <laughs> hell just happened and just like his whole body language just like just forcefully like jumps back and like terrified and there's three guys and there's three of us and they have to eventually walk back past us. And in between, Randy says, what did he say to me? And I'm like, he said, your eyes are really beautiful. And she's like, oh, I thought he said something else. But her instant reaction of unsafety was to like do anything to repel this experience because this is dangerous. I could get myself in trouble. I don't want him to think that I'm into him at all. I don't want him to have any awareness of me at all, basically. I want to be invisible here and not lit up. And when they had to walk past us again, it was the funniest experience ever because <laughs> these three men who were like big men that just were like very manly men walk back past us <laughs> and they do the thing that most women do when they walk past men. They all get really stiff and just like look straight ahead in a, and they're walking all three in a line and have this like, we're just having like this casual conversation. We're just having this, like you can tell they're like making small talk, but all three of them are so uncomfortable that at any point they may have to interact again at that moment. That was so funny. And like, just thinking of how unsafe and high alert the central nervous system was in that time. This was multiple years ago, multiple years ago. Actually, it was probably in the height of like the switchover of the old programming into the new programming, which then made everything inside heighten and really get stirred up because it wanted, it's wanting to be dismantled. But if you don't know what's happening in there, it just feels insanely intense. Right. And because of like the programming of powerlessness and victimization and me having gone through, you know, sexual assault and trying to reclaim my power instead of being in those situations and shrinking and being like, Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm not going to say anything. Then the solution at that moment was to like overinflate and be like aggressively be like, be like <laughs> I, don't, I still don't remember. Like, I, mean, I remember being like, <laughs> Yeah, I think so I thought you down. Yeah, not today, Satan. Not today. Not this time. No man's gonna threaten my existence today. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so <laughs> yeah. So it goes into a lot of places, and it is a vast difference. But the other part of that, which is weirdly unrelated to that, is like the decision to light myself up and enjoy my experience and curate it and create it on purpose to what feels good and what feels pleasurable and what feels like if I could, if there were no rules and I couldn't get myself into trouble, how would I want to show up at something like Trader Joe's? Like there, 
have been many, many years where it was like pissed that I had to even go there. And what was that going to have to do now? And now I have to buy these unexpected pumpkins. And of course I haven't even showered. And here I am like three days worth of like bun in, you know, dry shampoo. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But if, if the moments of my life are mine to create, those two experiences are incredibly different experiences. Like we tell ourselves, like, we have to do these things that we don't want to do. And we have no choice. And everybody takes advantage of us. And here again, here I am now I have to go do this. And I have to be in this thing. And then, oh God, this line is so long. And then this is happening. And this is happening. And I would buy those flowers, but I don't freaking need them. So I mean, geez, I wish my husband would buy me flowers. Maybe if he would buy me flowers, I could have flowers. You know, like we, we have so much power moment by moment to create an experience in our actual life that is happening right freaking now. So if today's the day that I'm going to Trader Joe's, I have the choice of being pissed off that I have to do that and have no connection to myself during that, or I have the opportunity to create an experience that I actually enjoy and how I know, because I know how energy works and I know how creation works, that those moments that I'm choosing right now are laying the foundation for the experiences that I have moving forward. And so what do I actually want more of? Do I want more of being pissed off and living in the mundane and feeling like I don't have a choice and I'm victimized by who's going to buy me flowers. And, you know, now this guy's trying to talk to me and I wish he would just leave me alone. Or am I in a moment of like, God, I feel so good right now. And the sky is so blue. And I love how I feel in these shoes. And I can't wait to pick out the best smelling flowers. And holy shit, my kids get to carve these pumpkins. And actually the cutest thing in the world happened because Addie brought a friend over to carve pumpkins. She had never carved a pumpkin in her life. And I had bought snacks and put them in bowls and I had pumpkins and carving kits and little, um, votives and all of the things. And she got to like carve this pumpkin and take it home with her. And she was so proud of what she made and it was so excited and exciting to her. And carving pumpkins is something that I have always really, really loved. And so I got to like instill that love into that experience for this girl that we just met and that Addie invited into our home. And even that was just like this ability to create an experience and like a connection point with somebody else. Like, I don't know what that means to her. It doesn't necessarily matter, but it will I'll always remember that, you know, Jada got to come to our house and carve her first pumpkin and make this beautiful spider and take it home with her. Like, and it could have just gone such a different way. And you think that like these big moments, like when you're on the big vacation and when you're on, like when you finally get that new furniture, when you finally get this thing, or when your husband finally brings you flowers, you're going to feel all these feelings, but you are the one who are, is responsible to decide that you are going to feel the fucking feelings, no matter what is happening. And when, whatever you focus on, you create more of, I mean, that's energetic law, right? It's just that you don't believe you have a choice in what you are creating and what you are drawing more of and what you are bringing into your life. And if you can't do it in Trader Joe's, you're not going to find a way to do it 
on the 20 year anniversary trip that your husband finally booked for you after you nagging him for 20 years to do something for you. And now you just did it because you didn't really want to, but you only did it because you felt like you had no choice because I wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many women feel like they don't feel anything so numb or they just don't experience any joy or pleasure and then feel so full of resentment. And the truth is, is when you, in the programming, being lit up is dangerous and not okay. The essence of who a woman is and the creation and the feelings and the desirableness of a woman and her ability to stir that energy inside of herself and in the universe, if that is dangerous, being lit up is dangerous, then how do you go through your day making choices when anytime you feel anything lit up, you instantaneously believe that that's a dangerous place and it's off limits to you. You have no lighthouse. You have no ability then to make the decisions that are truly pleasurable for you and the ones that you actually desire. You base your decisions on a different system. It was never for you. It never was. So it never adds up to any sort of joy or satisfaction or even feelings of hope that it's possible. It's like going through your emotions throughout the day and then feeling something and immediately talking yourself out of it to the point where you end up not feeling it anymore because you don't even want to have to talk yourself out of it anymore. So you'd rather just protect yourself enough from the disappointment of just not even having to make the decisions. But when you're able to tap into and know that when you are lit up and the energy is stirred and you have this internal lighthouse that is a match for the pleasure and joy in your system that brings the pulls in the experiences from the universe that you get to continuously tap into and create out of and experience here in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night, when you're eating food, when you're getting dressed, when you're having conversations, when you're doing work in the world, there's these connection points that just continuously give you a roadmap of the places to go all into. But we've cut ourselves off, off from those places because of that basic programming of, is this even okay? Is it even okay? to have power, feel power, be in power, create power, experience power, experience anything. Like when I say power, I mean a feeling inside of your body, a feeling of stirred energy, a feeling of excitement, a feeling of like thrill. Is that even okay? You know, in a conscious mass consciousness agreement, the agreement is no. So who, which game are you playing? Are you playing the ways of the world or are you ready to play outside of the programming of the ways of the world and create your own actual joyful, thrilling, powerful life of creation? Because both are available. And you actually get to choose which one you want.
whether or not you have to back yourself into a corner first. Like you don't have to create a situation where you have no choice. Like you can choose right now, even if you've chosen the other way, 1 million freaking times. Like there was a time that my family actually called me the fun police. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it's funny, but it was not funny at the time. Like it, it was like, if there's fun to be had, mom will find a way to shut it down. But I was so angry. at the freedom that it felt like everyone had that I didn't have. Like I was so within my own paradigm of powerlessness and like attached and believed in my own victimization. It felt like they all had access to something that I didn't. And it felt in that state of programming, which is very childlike, right? That it wasn't fair. And because it wasn't fair, then they should have to feel the way that I did because I couldn't find a way to feel the way that they were. And so in my anger and resentment, that was like the furthest I could get in the feelings. It was like, it was like the only, honestly, in some ways, the only like safe feeling to have was like anger and resentment. Anything else was going to be too vulnerable. It was going to be filled with too much grief and too much sadness and too much sense of loss and too much sense of all of the things that had been programmed into my experience, which was the disconnection from the true essence of my internal power, my connection to God, my connection to source, my connection to myself, which felt like it had been severed or disconnected for a long time. And it had, I mean, there were a lot of unwanted things that happened that temporarily violated that connection to myself. But the problem was, is that I was the one who was responsible for the reconnection. I was the one who had to go in and access that part of myself and feel the full range of the emotions that were there because it took me actually a long time to get to joy. There were a lot of stored up feelings that had to be experienced and processed on the other side. And I had no idea what joy would even be like, you know, and have these ideas in my mind of like, Oh, I should be jumping on a trampoline and having so much fun with my children and be the mom that makes the perfect cupcakes. And that might be the thing that brings me joy. The shit that brings me joy is like the most off the wall, random, like in the moment could have never made it up sort of moments but it's now because I'm willing to actually participate and not live in this fragmented illusion in my mind of anywhere, but here, when I get over there, I'll feel different. When I get to that, then I'll be happy. When I get to that, then I'll let myself feel something, but you got to be willing to feel something right now, even just sitting on your couch or in your bed or in your bath or at Trader Joe's. So it's been, it will be wild to see how the next five weeks plays out with mad money, but also because it's bringing up so much of this conversation around pleasure and sex and power and money and all of these things and how they all work together. And I don't know, the next five weeks will be bonkers. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited about it. Like I'm excited about everything that's happening with the women that work with us, but I'm even 
more thrilled about how this is intensifying the work that we do and what it is that the conversations that we're having with each other and the conversations that we're going to have and the programs and experiences that we're going to be putting out into the world too because these are such important topics and such amazing places to tap into of like real raw potent creation that is available to anybody nice it's so freaking good things are about to get fired up in here (laughs) (laughs) i'm here for it i'm all in i'm all into it (laughs) me too so good Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that was fantastic talk. I, these things are just amazing to have these conversations. It is. It's like such, such a fun experience. Right. About being lit up. Yeah. And you guys too. I mean, this is just coming to me as you're listening to these podcasts, you know, we do have the originators Facebook, Facebook page and Instagram page. If there's anything that you guys want to discuss further with us, or you have comments on things that we're talking about, you want to add your own experiences, have these conversations, you guys are more than welcome to tap into those pages and write messages, put something on the wall, whatever it is, let's, let's dig deeper in. I mean, I'd love to hear from you guys and connect more. These conversations are revolutionary and groundbreaking and you want to be a part of them. Yeah. Great idea. Okay, I guess till next time. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yep, we, love, we'll, you know, we love this time together. We'll see you next time. <laughs>